Good morning, everyone, and a happy Sunday. Just wanted to welcome you all to a special Sunday episode of the Black Alien Sportscast. It is your host, the Black Alien from Another Planet. And just wanted to say thank you so much for joining me today. Remember, you can always catch me on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts, and all available podcast streaming apps that are out there. Well, the reason why I went on there today, um, this morning, it's around 6.20 in the morning here (laughs) right now, and I was thinking more along the lines of what happened last night at UFC 263 at the Gila River Arena in Glendale last night. Um, There were some uh, tremendous fights, as I said, the, um, the previous evening when I went on air. Um, for one, to me, uh, the main event went as planned. Adesanya did his thing and pretty much just dominated Marvin Vittori. And and if anybody remembers watching that fight, Vittori's corner, his coach, kept pleading, pleading, and pleading, and pleading for him to become more aggressive. But it's different to say one thing to a fighter than, and it's different to say something to a fighter and then seeing him actually do it. But then again, with Vittori, I think he did try to be aggressive at times, but what what did Adesanya do? Neutralized his aggression, kept the fight standing, and picked him apart on the feet. And the times that we did see when he did get him down on the ground, unfortunately, as we saw, not much offense. Not much offense from Vittori. And we know why. Adesanya was excellent on his takedown defense. And to me, his takedown defense and him keeping the fight standing was the was a major difference. Mains more so the takedown defense slightly more than his stand-up game because we knew we know Adesanya is fantastic at stand at the stand-up game. And his next fight, it will be Robert the Reaper Whitaker. And I would like to see that fight in New Zealand. I can only imagine Adesanya's homecoming. And I, I can see UFC President Dana White making a fight there. It's going to have to happen. Um, since he did already, he, he, Adesanya did fight Whitaker and took, a, took the title in Melbourne. It will only be fair that, that this fight will go to New Zealand. It's only right. But also, um, let's go ahead and flip back to the other. Let's flip over to the other title fight, the Flyweight Championship. And I still can't believe how amazing Brandon Moreno looked last night. Um, from his first fight against Devison Figueredo, and we know their first fight, they put on a five-round classic at the Apex in December. And for this fight to happen six months later... <laughs> In Glendale, the way it did, Moreno came out beautiful, worth his jab, worth his stand-up beautifully, and he was just absolutely confident. You could see it in his body language, and he was he was a man on a mission, and I felt Figueredo was a little bit hesitant in not pulling the trigger um, when he had chances to. And I think when he watches this tape of the fight, I believe he will see that. I probably wasn't aggressive enough. I, I don't know. I'm not a fighter. I can't judge. I'm, I, I'm only a fan with an opinion. But as we saw during that fight in the second round, they tried to do the takedowns. Moreno's takedown defense was excellent. 
as it was um, in the third round when he worked in guys back when Figueroa tried to take him down again. Moreno versus Sprawl got to his back, took the back, got the rear neck a choke. First attempt was somewhat locked in. He had to restart it. And then the second time he got it clamped down, fully locked in. And Figueroa was screwed. And man, when that tap happened, I could only imagine the crowd there going crazy. Everybody with the Mexican flags that Viva Mexico, by the way. And history was made last night by Brandon Moreno. He had a lot of first. He, um, he was three years ago. He was cut by the UFC almost three years ago. Had to fight his way back. And, and look what he's done. Went from being cut for three years ago to three years later now being a champion. That is that is dedication, that's commitment, and all of that hard work paid off for him. So a huge extended congratulations to Brandon Moreno once again. Now, this particular fight, I would love to see these two run it back again. <clears throat> because those two, in my opinion, it seems that they are tailor-made for each other. Their styles complement each other perfectly. And um, I would not mind seeing a third fight. I would welcome to see a third fight, to be honest, between those two. I would welcome it. Um, but we will see how the, we'll see what's next for Moreno in the flyweight division. We do, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. I don't have that inside information. I wish I did, but I don't. But could I see that happening? Eventually. But there's a whole slew of contenders in the flyweight division that want to chomp at the bit and try to fight Alex Moreno now. We will see what happens there, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, as I said, I talked about our man, the Stockton man, the Stockton boy, Nate Diaz. Yeah, Nate Diaz lost the fight, but who cares? We still love him. Edwards may have won the fight with the, with the better performance, but Diaz won the night. As he always does, his star power doesn't change at all because he has that fan base. He has that he has that marketability to where we as fans are drawn to him. And man, I would have loved to see Nate win. I wanted to see Nate win last night. I wanted him to win so bad. But he said he wants to fight again in three, four months. Please. That man has so much star power, you can give him a big time opponent anytime he wants. I would love to see uh man. Who would I want to see Nate Diaz fight next? That is a very good question. I'm going to ask some of my friends and and other fans what they think. And who would they like to see Nate Diaz fight next? But then again, we shall see. We will see where that goes. But overall, with all the fights at UFC 263, we had a excellent women's flyweight title fight with Lauren Murphy and Joanne Calderwood. Um, the decision was given to Murphy. I thought Calderwood won the fight um, by taking a third round. Um, apparently, two of the judges saw it for Murphy. And then one judge saw it for Calderwood. But both ladies put on a great fight. Congrats to Lauren Murphy once again. Hopefully, she'll be the next contender for Shevchenko's flyweight championship. And that is going to be a tough fight because Valentina Shevchenko is a tough out. And I mean a very tough out. But now, we'll see where that goes. 
we'll see what that goes. Can Shevchenko still maintain her dominance? And everybody will say, yep, yep, likely she will. Or can Murphy finally give her that challenge she really needs? Unlike when, when Amanda Nunez challenged her. Or she challenged Amanda Nunez. Either way, other way around. And that fans, um, hmm. I would see Shevchenko beating Murphy, but I think Murphy would have to give her a hell of a fight. But we'll see when if that happens and when that happens. So that was basically UFC 263, but also there were some other performances. Um, Drew Dober's fight was excellent. Unfortunately, Dober lost. He lost a three-round barn burner. Um, man, Terrence T-Rex McKinney was excellent in his fight with a seven-second knockout in the lightweight division. Um, severely almost messed up his knee in the process, but he had a hell of a debut. And a lot of these prelim fights were great. Um, to all the winners that won, congrats to them. All the losers, unfortunately, it's time to reassess and figure out what to do going forward. Like you always do coming off after a loss. And reassess going forward, even coming off after a win, I should say. And yes, fight fans, um, also, if you remember, um, there's going to be a big fight next week um, on UFC Fight Night. The Korean Zombie and Dan 50K E-Game. I'm interested in that fight. I'm, lo- I'm very low-key interested. I'm super low-key interested in that fight because I think that's going to be a great barn burner with those two going at it. And um, Danny Gay, the Korean Zombie, you're going to be guaranteed action, I believe. I believe that um, will happen. And But um, let's sit back and wait for that one. Let's sit back and wait. Um, I did see that, um, I think, um, in Bellator, um, Vassarov, I think the guy's name was Vassarov, defeated Douglas Lima by decision and took Douglas Lima's welterweight championship in Bellator. And from what I've read in that fight, it was takedown, ground and pound, takedown, ground and pound. And Vassarov, um, I believe that's the guy's name. I have to check that again. But I believe his last name is Vassarov. Can't remember his first name, but I do remember the last name. I think it's Vassarov, as I said. Um, and before I read, this guy just dominated the fight. And Lima really didn't have no answers for it. But congratulations to the new Bellator welterweight champion. Hope he has a new and healthy and long successful reign for Douglas Lima. Hope he's able to bounce back from this and um, come back stronger after this loss. <clears throat> we will see. We will see. And we will go from there. I want to say thank you once again for joining me today on the Sportscast this morning. And it's a beautiful, quiet Sunday morning at that. And now we're going to go ahead and take a short break. Now we're not going to take no break. We're just going to keep on rolling. Forget that. We're rolling to today's action here. Talk about these two game fours that are very important. First one, Bucks and Nets. We know the Nets lead two games to one right now. And this one is another must win for Milwaukee too get back in the series here and get back on an even even keel so to speak with the Nets um, they're going to need they're going to need their big guns to perform at a high level and they're going to need their supporting cast to perform at a high level Milwaukee that is so does Brooklyn KD and Kyrie have to lead the way while the others have to step up and make plays for them it's good. I think it will be a close back and forth game whichever team can rebound well especially on the offensive end get those extra extra possessions 
and convert those actual possessions and second chance points, I think that the, whoever who's able to do that can and will win this game today. But we have to see if that will happen or not. Can, can Milwaukee pull it off and tie it up against Brooklyn? Or will Brooklyn have a 3-1 series lead going back home? We will see. This game will be on ABC later today, and I'm looking forward to a bomb burner. And our other game from last, other game get four today. Excuse me about that. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. I get a little bit excited. The other game four we know is Phoenix and Denver. Man. I have to say, I really feel for the MVP, Nikola Jokic. This man is playing lights out basketball and doing everything he can to help his team win and get his team a win. Unfortunately, as we've seen, not a lot of help. Only a couple guys, a few guys in double figures along with Jokic in that game three loss where Jokic had one of the best games I've seen, 32, 20, and 10. Normally with 32 points, 20 rebounds, and 10 sits, that's a game you expect to win. But as we've seen throughout this series, the Suns players have balanced scoring. They have to score in double figures. Denver hasn't had those, hasn't had, has not had all their guys scoring double figures. They need that. They're going to need to do that to at least have a chance to win one game to make it at least somewhat respectable. <clears throat> and push it hopefully to a game five back in Phoenix. But unfortunately, given the way this series has gone, where the Nuggets have been competitive in the first half, staying with Phoenix, keeping it close in the margins, Phoenix has always pulled away in the third quarter and in the second half, and overall throughout the second half. And that's going to be key. If Denver can win the third quarter, they have a chance to win this game. But if Phoenix continue to do what they do and pick apart the holes in Nuggets defense and make their shots and get their rebounds, we all know what's going to happen. It's going to be a sweep. Phoenix goes home and rests up and waits for Utah and L.A. in the conference finals. I expect a good game. I expect a solid game. I expect the Nuggets team to come out and give everything they have and pretty much throw everything in the kitchen sink at Phoenix. And I am very certain that Chris Paul, Monty Williams, and all, and all of those guys, and Jay Crowder, those veterans that have been on the deep playoff runs, are telling these younger guys, we're up 3-0, but it doesn't mean anything. <clears throat> we're, they're going to come out. They're going to give everything they've got. And we have to match that. The Suns have to match that. And I think they will match that and end up sweeping this series. But don't take my predictions. I'm not a gambling man. I'm just a fan with an opinion, everyone. You know me. <clears throat> As I sit back and enjoy my tea. I'm enjoying my tea here. I'm going to prepare for this game. And um, I'll attempt to be back on layer to give my post-analysis thoughts on both game fours today and and see we'll give you my opinion on what happened what could have been done differently where does each team go forward from here well well for Milwaukee if they come back 2-2 they got momentum if not if Brooklyn wins 3-1 they just got to go home and close it out one more and that's it and they'll move on to Eastern Conference Finals 
And then if that if that were to happen, there will be questions about Mike Budenholzer's status, his future, his job. But also the um, status of Michael Malone in Denver as well. And that's the last thing that he wanted was to be swept. No coach or no team wants to be swept at all. It is one of the most humiliating things to ever experience, I believe. But that's what could happen to the Nuggets, and it's going to raise a lot of questions about the organization, their future, what direction they're going to go. Are they going to retain Michael Malone as their coach? Um, do they add more pieces? Do they do they let some guys go? Do they try to fit the roster more around Jokic? Because they were, they were in Denver when they had a lot of wounded guys. Three of their guys were out, and yeah, they were at somewhat of a disadvantage. But still, still, you got your best talented players that you have on the court out there. They got to try to fight and win. And I think Denver will fight will fight like hell, but I get the feeling it may not be enough. And if that happens, I think there are going to be some serious changes in the Mile High City. That's just my opinion, my story, and I am sticking to that. And once again, people... I want to thank you once again for joining me on this episode of this Sunday morning episode, excuse me, of the Black Alien Sports Cast. Um, as I said, I'll be back on later today after hopefully if everything goes well to give my post analysis on both of these games <clears throat> and go from there and give it all to you like I always do. Remember, you can catch me on Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts and all available podcast streaming apps, streaming apps, excuse me. You can also email me at blkaliensports at gmail.com for questions, comments, concerns, or any topics you would like me to share and talk or talk about. And I am more than happy to talk about any topic that I'm aware of. Until later today, this is your boy, The Alien, saying hope you have a great morning and I am signing off.